What's up, world? I'm Cameron McKinney, and this is Pop Culture Spotlight, a podcast about the movie Dumb Money. Here's a quick synopsis. Keith Gill, a financial expert with a following online, persuades normal people to buy GameStop stocks while at the same time hedge funders are betting against it. The film stars Paul Dano, Pete Davidson, America Ferreira, Seth Rogen, Shailene Woodley, Nick Offerman, Sebastian Stan, Anthony Ramos, Talia Ryder, Mahila Harold, and Dane DeHaan. Standout performances. No actor is on a better run of films than Paul Dano. Last year, he starred in both The Batman as the Riddler and Steven Spielberg's The Fablemans, playing a semi-fictional version of the director's father. Looking back on it, it's insane he wasn't nominated for an Oscar for his work in that film. In Dumb Money, Dano was perfectly cast as Keith Gill, the everyman trying to help normal people succeed in stock trading. What Dano brings to the role is humor. It's a guy who wears a headband on the internet, but he's also a guy who has real depth. He's recently gone through a great loss in his life and has to provide for his family. And Dano really has always been great at balancing humor and drama, going all the way back to his breakout role in Little Miss Sunshine. Here's what Dumb Money director Craig Gillespie told Screen Rant about casting Dano as Gil, quote, very early on, it's a deceivingly complicated role. We got this character or this real person, Keith Gill, that 8 million people rallied behind on Wall Street bets. And to find out why and what that quality was about him that engaged everybody, this earnestness, this altruism, this intelligence, this enthusiasm that made people respond in a very positive way. It touched on things emotionally as well. The vulnerability that he has had, it's like all these aspects that Paul needed to be to catch. I couldn't think of anybody else to do it honestly. It's such a complex, beautifully orchestrated performance from him, and he's an actor that's so prepared, so focused on the work, and that's the intentions of of the scenes and what's necessary. He's constantly elevated on so many levels. End quote. Dana will next have roles in the movie Spaceman with Adam Sandler and Carey Mulligan and the TV adaptation of Mr. and Mrs. Smith from Donald Glover. I'm really excited about that show because we all grew up with Mr. and Mrs. Smith. That was a big movie. It had Brad Pitt and Angelina Jolie, but it was all about that celebrity couple. The movie itself is interesting but isn't very good and to have somebody like Donald Glover involved in a TV adaptation that has Paul Dano in it, you know it's going to be exciting and you know it's going to be really good. I mean this is the guy that gave us Atlanta. I have faith in Donald Glover and I have faith in Paul Dano. One of the biggest standouts of 2023 so far has been America Ferreira. She's one of the best things about Greta Gerwig's Barbie and again in Dumb Money. She's kind of the moral compass of both films and what's impressive is her performances are still interesting and entertaining. In the hands of a lesser performer, I think both of those roles 
wouldn't be as noteworthy. I mean, I'm gonna be honest with you, the last time I really thought about the name America Ferreira was when I was watching the How to Train Your Dragon movies. She's not somebody I've really been paying attention to. I know she's been in television on the sitcom Superstore. I know she was in Ugly Betty. I didn't watch those shows. I didn't grow up watching the Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants movies, but she has really gained a fan in me this year because these two performances have been stellar. Ferreira's next film is Disney Pixar's Elio. Sebastian Stan, in my opinion, has done his best work as an actor with director Craig Gillespie, starting with I, Tonya, and then again with Pam and Tommy. Gillespie uses a star actor as a secret comedic weapon. In Dumb Money, he plays the co-CEO of Robin Hood, Vlad Tenev, who is in way over his head. Yeah, some may say he's a little over the top as an actor, but I love it when he really goes for it. Stan will always be known for his work as the Winter Soldier, but I'm impressed with his work outside of Marvel in the last few years, particularly for his work with Gillespie and in the films The Devil All the Time and Last Year's Fresh. Talia Ryder is an actress I've become super impressed with. First in the teen movie Do Revenge, I thought she was one of the best parts of that movie. Movie, and now with Dumb Money. She's a scene stealer, and I think that's a super rare quality for a young performer. Usually kids or younger actors or actresses are only good when they are in leading roles. I mean, for Talia Ryder to come into a movie like Dumb Money and maybe get 25 to 30 minutes of screen time and make a real impact on the movie is a super great quality, and I think it shows the quality of a future superstar. She is an actress I am going to continue to pay attention to, and I think you should also. The final performance I want to talk about comes from Pete Davidson. On one hand, he's really funny in this movie and reminds me why he's a star in the first place. My worry, though, is can he only play a particular type of character? I wonder if his destiny in movies is to mostly be a supporting actor. And one future movie I'm super interested in seeing is Wizards, which will see David's star with Orlando Bloom. The film is directed by David Mashad, who made Animal Kingdom, The Rover, and The King. This sounds like it's going to be a serious movie. Maybe it's going to have some comedic elements, but I want to know if Pete Davidson can be a leading man when he's not playing a fictional version of himself. I like him in Bubkiss. I really liked The King of Staten Island, but can he be in a movie where he's not playing himself and be the lead of it. I liked Pete Davidson a lot in Dumb Money, but the performance didn't surprise me. I'm waiting for Pete Davidson to really surprise me. The King of Staten Island was surprising. He hasn't really done that since. The show Bubkiss, I really enjoyed that show. I wasn't surprised by it. He's just giving me what I already know he can deliver. I want to see Pete Davidson really go for it as an actor, and I'm hoping it's going to be in the movie Wizards. So those are the performances I really liked in Dumb Money. What I find confusing about this movie is there are some really well 
well-known actors who are given absolutely nothing to do in this movie, and they include Shailene Woodley. Shailene Woodley is playing the love interest of Paul Dano's character. She's okay in the movie, but she's not really given an arc or really anything to do with the overall plot of the movie. Someone who does play an integral part in the film is Seth Rogen, and I love Seth Rogen as a performer. I think he can do some serious acting. I have not loved his performances in the last two projects he's worked with Craig Gillespie. I thought Seth Rogen was miscast in Pam and Tommy. He doesn't work at all in that show. And I feel like why have him in Dumb Money, a movie that is really funny, and not have him be a funny character? It doesn't make sense to me like he should have played someone else. And then there's Vincent D'Onofrio, who's an actor I've always liked going all the way back to Men in Black, and for some reason he's playing Mets owner Steve Cohen. I didn't really care for him in this movie. The same for Nick Offerman. There are big names in this movie that just don't fit the movie whatsoever, and I think that's why I don't think this is a perfect movie. Dumb Money is a movie I really liked, but I have mixed feelings on some of the performances. It's not a movie that completely comes together. The movie on paper wants to be an ensemble cast, but make no mistake, this is a movie that is led by Paul Dano. Every scene involving him and his character are the best parts of the movie. When it goes elsewhere is when the movie gets a little bit less entertaining. Not bad, just less entertaining. The movie really should have razor focused in on Paul Dano's character even more than it did. What I respect the most about Craig Gillespie is as a filmmaker, he stays true to himself no matter what kind of movie he's making. He's got an entertaining style, and he's someone who's made every kind of movie there is. An indie film, Lars and the Real Girl, starring Ryan Gosling. A horror film, Fright Night, starring Colin Farrell. A sports movie, Million Dollar Arm, starring John Hamm. Two big movies for Disney, The Finest Hours, starring Chris Pine, and Cruella, starring Emma Stone. In my personal favorite of his films is I, Tanya, starring Margot Robbie. He's really good at telling a thrilling story and mixing in humor. Here's what Gillespie himself said about the actors in Dumb Money telling Star Magazine, quote, there's a very specific talent in this film. I love to do this dance between humor and drama, so I need to find actors that can do that. It's got to be in their DNA, end quote. One critique of Dumb Money I've heard is that the movie has a positive outlook on the subject matter. The idea being that directors like Adam McKay or Martin Scorsese, who directed The Big Short and The Wolf of Wall Street respectively, would have a more cynical viewpoint. Yes, the movie and the director clearly have a favorable opinion on Keith Gill, but he does go against the rich pretty strongly. What I took from the movie is that truly no one can control or guarantee the stock market. Also, it's a movie about GameStop. Like, how serious do you want the movie to be? It's a movie about a store where people go and buy video games from. It's not a life or death situation. It's a movie about how the internet really has changed society in a ways that we can't even truly fathom yet. Oscar chances. Dumb 
money will likely not receive a single Oscar nomination, but I think it will help America Ferreira get nominated for Best Supporting Actress for Barbie, the same way The Menu helped Hong Chow get a nomination for The Whale. Talking about Paul Dano, he's great in this movie, but do I really want this to be the first ever Oscar nomination for Paul Dano? No, it should have been The Fablemans. There needs to be something else other than this. I think he's the best part of Dumb Money. I think he's the reason to go see the movie. I think it's a worthy Oscar nomination, but I don't want to look back and say that his first ever Oscar nomination was for Dumb Money, when he's given a lot better performances in his career, in my opinion. Box office. I'm really interested to see how well this movie performs at the box office, because this feels like a movie that back in the day would have done really well. It features a lot of big names. Again, Seth Rogen, Pete Davidson, Sebastian Stan. These are really famous people in this movie. Shailene Woodley is a very famous person. But the big question in 2023 is having a bunch of famous people in your movie enough to get people to see your movie. Like, I look at a movie like Amsterdam. Taylor Swift is the most famous person on planet Earth. She had a supporting role in Amsterdam, yet nobody saw that movie. A movie which, by the way, I really liked, but no one saw that movie. And that movie had so many famous people. Now, what Dumb Money has going for it that that movie didn't is strong reviews. People have really liked this movie, and it is a crowd-pleasing movie. This is a movie you would want to see with a lot of people. This is a movie that is really funny. And it's about a recent subject matter that I don't think a lot of people really understood what happened there. Like, we all heard about the game Stock Stocks, but I didn't really know the story before I watched this movie. So if we were living in the year 2014, I would guarantee that Dumb Money would make $100 million at the box office. It would be that kind of movie. It would be a modest hit because of these big names, because of the crowd-pleasing humor, because of the sensibility. I just think it would be a modest hit. Now I don't know what to expect. I wouldn't be surprised if it made $10 million or $40 million. I have no idea what is going to work at the box office nowadays. I wouldn't be surprised if Dumb Money was a surprise hit or a surprise failure. Just being a good movie isn't enough. Will enough people talk about this film? Will it resonate with enough people? Does this movie, I hate to use this word, feel like an event? I don't have the answer to that. I really like the movie. I enjoyed it. I like the performances. Pete Davidson's really funny in the movie. Paul Dano, again, is the best part of the movie. A lot of people have compared Dumb Money to Adam McKay's The Big Short. That movie made $133 million at the box office, which was a hit. It was also an Oscar-y movie. Will Dumb Money succeed that same way? I have absolutely no idea. Would I be shocked if it reached that number? Absolutely. That would be one of the biggest surprises. But it would also be a pleasant surprise because I want movies like this to do well. This is a movie about a recent event. It also took place during COVID, which I thought it handled really well. It felt like all of these people were going through what we went through during COVID-19. They were locked in their houses. They got obsessed with buying this stock in GameStop 
Bebop, and they were all bored out of their minds. And I love the film's juxtaposition of how the wealthy people fared during COVID-19, that they were just away building tennis courts to own. I want to talk more about the Keith Gill of it all, because like I was saying, that's been a critique of the movie, that the movie focuses on him as a character. I think that's the strength of the movie, that it focused on the humanity of this one person. I don't want a movie that really goes into the numbers and the money of it all. I think that would be really boring, and I think that would be dumb. I think what Craig Gillespie did was brilliant. He focused on the human beings and what they were going through. America Ferreira's character, she's a nurse. She's investing in the stock. She has children. You care about that character. You want her to win in the end. We were all rooting for Keith Gill at the end of this movie. That's what you want, to care about the people and what they are going through. The money aspect is interesting, but it's not going to be able to carry an entire movie or make it interesting. It's the human beings that you're fascinated by at the end of the day when you're watching Dumb Money. I think the real problem with the movie is that the wealthy people are the boring characters in the movie. Seth Rogen's character, boring. Vincent D'Onofrio's character, boring. The only rich character I thought was interesting was Sebastian Stans. Because he was cocky and he was full of himself. He felt like a real human being. The other two kind of felt like caricatures of rich people. Maybe Gillespie did that on purpose. He made the normal people more interesting than the wealthy people. I just felt like they were the flaw of the movie. That you didn't really want to spend all that much time with Seth Rogen's character or Vincent D'Onofrio's character. Overall, I look at Dumb Money as a success. It's a very entertaining film. And I can't say this enough. It feels like the real world that we are living in. There are so many movies that are period pieces about yesterday, what life was like. We love those movies. Those movies have great performances. They're made by great directors, but this movie is about what the world is like now, and there aren't that many mainstream movies that are like that. So that's what I like most about Dumb Money. It's a movie that will resonate with anyone living in today's world. The COVID of it all, even the internet part of it all. There are so many movies that are trying to show the impact that the internet has had on all of us. This is a movie that says something real about the internet. It tells a story about the internet that feels true. I also think it weirdly shows that the internet has leveled the playing field when it comes to social class. Like years ago, we would never have known about the GameStop stocks and normal people would never have been able to get that kind of information. I know we all think that the internet is a bad place and that it's given us absolutely nothing, but you do get knowledge from the internet that you never would have in the past. And that is special and unique and something that maybe we should take more advantage of. And the other interesting part is that knowledge can come from anywhere. It can come from a guy who's obsessed with cats, who gives you information on GameStop stocks. That's what's wild about the internet, is you don't always know where the right answers are coming from. And I'm somebody who's very cynical about the internet. I find it very hard 
hard to believe that that's a place you can go to get inspired by someone, but this was a man who had real knowledge on a subject matter, and he ended up being right, and he changed the lives of so many people. He made a real impact on the world. That's not fiction. That's a fact. And Keith Gill is somebody who's trying to make a statement against these head fungi guys. And the reason this story makes for a good movie is because it's a David versus Goliath story and who doesn't love those? We always root for the underdog and Keith Gill was clearly the underdog. The last thing I'll say about Dumb Money is it's the type of movie that studios should make more. A movie that's fun, entertaining, has a sense of humor, and is about real life events that happened recently. That's what I want from studio movies. Studios should make more movies like Craig Gillespie's Dumb Money. Thanks for listening to this edition of Pop Culture Spotlight. I'm Cameron McKinney, and there'll be a new episode of the podcast every Thursday on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. I highly recommend you check out Dumb Money. Next week on the podcast, I'm talking about the movie The Creator from director Gareth Edwards, starring John David Washington. So tune into that, and please rate, review, and subscribe. 